0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Lagu- that's a Laguna Laguna, right? Laguna Beach, yeah. Kristen uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cavallari will yeah. be dropping the yeah. green flag. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That's the only, it's the only thing you had. All three of us looked at each other. I we do only not had the that, same by the joke.
1: Way. I was always Team Kristen back in the day. Not uh, was was it was LC, L.C. or Lori. My, my freshman roommate in college was an L.C. fan. We, <laughs> Poor we a, Kravitz. We had a bitter rivalry. We divided the room in half. Was there a Heidi <laughs> as well? I don't know. Bob's daughter might have watched The Hills back in the day. Bob, you ever seen The Hills? The
2: Hills? No. Is that one of those things on uh, – Like an FX MTV
1: reality show. I don't know. I figured that your, that your daughter might have watched of, it back yeah, in the day. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she
2: did when she wasn't watching Say Yes to the Dress.
0: It's just a bunch of attractive people who are living, you know, great lives at Laguna Beach and, you know, their lives just look great, basically, Bob. That's all it is.
2: Well, it's 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 you know, I live that life myself. So <laughs> I
1: don't really
2: need to watch it on TV.
1: Yeah, Bob is the Hills yeah. Fisher's version is what he lives on a daily <laughs> exactly. basis. And Bob Kravitz, you can find his work over at Substack. Uh Bob, your latest is on the Colts twenty twenty three season, and is it safe to say you don't think the wins will be too abundant?
2: No, they're they're not going to be good. I think I think you and I have talked about this. I don't know what your win total is, but I think this is going to be a historically bad season for the Colts, and, you know, not to be Joe negative, but I looking at it objectively and I I try to lay out the reasons in my story. Uh, I you know, they won 3 games in uh, 1998 with three Hall of Famers on the offense with Peyton Manning with uh, Marshall Falk and with Marvin Harrison. Uh, This team doesn't have uh, much in the way of uh, future Hall of Famers. The one who might have a chance on offense is uh, currently on the pup list, dealing with that bulky ankle of his. Um, So, uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of wins. I I don't see a very good roster. Um, I I see a lot of uh, a, a real lack of depth throughout the lineup. And I just think, you know, for a rookie quarterback, it's going to be tough, especially a rookie who's played 13 games his entire college career. So I do think it's going to be about a three-win season. And, you know, the whole season is all about getting this kid ready for the future. So it won't be the worst thing in the world. And maybe they get back into the top three position in the draft and, you know, grab a Marvin Harrison or, you know – load up on a trade if they get the first pick and they don't want Caleb Williams load up in a trade. So they, they got some options.
1: Would three and 14 cost Chris Bauer his job? I don't think so. I really don't.
2: I, I think uh, everybody knows going in that this is going to be, this is going to be rough. Um, I, I think that if there's not uh, progress shown next year, um, I think he would be in trouble. Um, because, you know, at that point you're hoping that everybody takes a step, especially Anthony Richardson, if there's still God awful two years from now, I don't see how Ballard survives that, but I, I don't think a bad season this year is going to uh, end up costing him his job.
0: Bob Kravitz with us here, Pay Less Liquors Hotline. It's the fan on a Tuesday game week, getting you set, obviously, for the Colts and Jags at 1 o'clock. Cannot wait for that. Uh, yeah, listen, I think you're in the majority here, Bob. I think even if you say, well, I could win five games or whatever, it's still going to be a rough season. So so how, how do we do this here? How, how are you going to do this? We're, me and KB are going to have to figure this out, fans as well. The balance of, hey, we're not winning games, yet our quarterback could be doing some things that you know that get us excited about the future it's easy to say and what I said this morning Bob is then the losses start to add up and then there can be negativity toxicity injuries add up how do you think this will play out with the balance of hey we're losing games but Anthony Richardson made you know four wild plays against whatever team I
2: just think that people have to you know place their focus on on number five you know and I mean, the, the whole idea behind this season is to, to develop him, to get him started on his career. I mean, I remember I remember being in Cleveland, and the, the Dallas Cowboys came in one year with this rookie named Troy Aikman. They were 1-15 that year. I mean, they were brutal. Um, I just think you have to focus on, on, on Anthony Richardson and what he's doing and hope that the rest of the roster – uh you know, raises its level. I don't know that they will. I just think that this is probably the worst roster in the in the league aside from maybe the Arizona Cardinals. And I, I don't think I'm being I don't think I'm being too tough on them. I just think this is a bad roster.
1: Bob, last one for me on the Colts front. Again, Bob Kravitz with us. Bob dot com. Um going back to Chris Ballard meeting the media last week, anything in particular that stood out to you in relation to Jonathan Taylor from the Colts GM?
2: Yeah, well, first he says, well, you know, uh, Andrew Luck didn't need an elite uh running back to have success his first year. I'm like, do not compare Andrew Luck to this kid. Uh Andrew Luck came in, he had played 40 some odd college games in a pro system with David Shaw. He was ready the moment he got here. Uh, this kid, you know, God bless him, but he's, he's not ready. You know, we'll find out how ready he is on, on Sunday. But um, so I thought that was weird. And I, I, I the, his whole uh, mantra was, we, well, we won four games last year. And it seemed to be, uh, I understood what he was saying was, you know, after four wins, everybody gets, gets looked at once again through fresh eyes. But it sounded like he was saying, well, we won four games because Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great season. What people forget is Jonathan Taylor, even though he was hurt and ran for only 800 and something yards, still averaged five yards per carry. So he wasn't a complete loss. But I, I, I just thought, you know, th- there are reasons why they they don't want to pay him. I think a lot of it is Jim uh, I, I, I believe Ballard is on board. I don't think he's doing his bidding for him, but Uh, It's a strange situation, and uh, I thought that he was trying to calm the waters, extend an olive branch. You know, and suggest that this thing is salvageable, and I, I'm not sure that it is.
0: Bob Kravitz with us, uh, BobKravitz.substack.com. On the Taylor front, uh, now it's time to hear from him. We'd love to hear his side. The Colts and Chris Ballard went up there. You know, he answered questions for about 30 minutes or so. It's, if if you could ask Taylor one question right now, what would it be?
2: Why are you sitting out? How's the ankle? No, my <laughs> first question would be, how's the ankle? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, what I want to know, ultimately, we're not going to find this out. What what, what is he asking for? You know, that's what makes it so hard to place the white hat on one guy and the black hat on the other, because we don't know if he's asking for something unreasonable in the, in the uh, McCaffrey Kamara range. We don't know if he's asking for 14 million, 12 million, you know, I, there's no doubt he is horribly underpaid. I mean, for what he has accomplished, be making 4.3 million this year, uh, it, that's tough to swallow. And, and the fact that the Colts apparently teams were out there ready to to sign JT, and the Colts said no to the trade return, so he feels like he's being held hostage. So I, I just don't whether that's true or not. I, I think it just adds another layer of enmity to all of this and uh, makes Jonathan Taylor even less enthusiastic about playing for the Colts than before.
1: Okay, Bob Kravitz with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Bob, you're in Bloomington over the weekend walking out of that stadium. Should IU fans have been encouraged mm. by the defensive effort against Ohio State and Marvin Harrison Jr., or uh, thinking to themselves, our offense look like you know St. Pius's <laughs> whatever cadet right. team trying to move the football?
2: Well, which is surprising because Walt Bell, their offensive coordinator, came out yesterday and said that uh, Soresby and uh, uh, Jackson will someday be thrown in the NFL. Yeah, you know, which is surprising to me because they, they they were so conservative. I mean, they didn't take any shots whatsoever in that game. They were playing to beat the spread. Honest to God, they were playing to keep it close. They didn't want to get blown out and uh, mission accomplished. But, you know, look, I, I would feel good about the defense, for sure. They played lights out. But, you know, can they sustain that, especially with an offense that doesn't seem to have any any creativity? Any, I mean, I, I can't remember a, a, a single screen, mm-hmm. a bubble screen, anything. It was just off tackle and uh, <laughs> a couple of slants here and there. Um, but it was very, very conservative, and I just – I thought they were playing not to lose badly
0: yeah it was a constipated offense no doubt on saturday purdue losers 39 35 to fresno state that's a difficult one if you want to make a bowl game looking at the schedule at virginia tech and gets no easier with syracuse and then the big 10 play at least four probably going to be five top 25 teams uh remaining on that schedule what did you make of purdue and to me you know I, i thought they were right on that five six win line and that's a rough one on saturday
2: that, that's a bad one to lose. I, I will remind people that uh, Joe Tiller lost his first game to uh, a, a real nothing team. Now, I'm not saying that Fresno's a nothing team. They, they won their last nine games uh, in a row last year, so this makes ten in a row for them. So they're pretty good. Um, I, what I couldn't understand, the you know, I kind of went back and forth between the CU game, and the Colorado game, and the uh, Purdue game. But it seemed like every time I turned it on, they had third and one or fourth and one, and they kept running it up the middle and they kept getting stuffed. And I thought, I'm no genius when it comes to X's and O's, but at some point, don't you have to try something
1: different? Yeah, especially she banged-up so offensive line, too.
2: Right, with a with, with, uh, four-string center and guards who are backups. I didn't understand that play calling whatsoever.
1: Bob, last one from me. More wins this season, Colts, IU or Purdue? Boy, I'm thinking
2: <laughs> Purdue. I, I still think, you know, somebody said we should make the over under 12 for total wins by <laughs> IU, Purdue, and 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 the Colts.
1: Gosh, this is going to be one 12 of 41,
2: football
1: season. huh? 12 of 41, right? 17 <laughs> games for the Colts, then 12 for Purdue and Indiana.
2: That sounds about right, my friends. Oh, my God. Sounds about right. It's going to be a dreadful season. Um, you know, get, getting back to IU, I mean, is this Tom Allen Swan song? He's got a $20 million buyout at the end of this season. Do
0: people that care enough to pay that buyout? Season? No, it's too much.
2: I don't know. I mean, they bought out, uh, what's his face? Uh, Archie? Uh, Mr. Happy. Archie? Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, basketball yeah, and football are
1: two different <laughs> ends of the spectrum. True, towards a yeah, absolutely.
2: Fandom. And the, it goes down to $7.95 million at the end of next year. So, you know, let's see how this thing goes. But I think 12 is a pretty good over-under for the three local teams, uh, sadly enough.
0: Last one for me. Uh, how did Bob Kravitz experience the Deion Sanders prime time, the win, and then all the hoopla around him over the last couple days?
2: I loved it. You know, I mean, I, I came here from Denver. I did a lot of Colorado football when I was there. I was there during the Bill McCartney days, and they had a great, great team that won a national or shared a national title with uh, Georgia Tech. I won't mention to Kevin who uh, who, the, who the, the Buffs beat. And by the way, that hold, that holding call on the Raheem Ishmael uh, touchdown, Return was totally bogus. Thank you. If it makes you feel any better. But um, I thought it was great, and I'm going to write a column about it this week for sure. I thought it was fun. I, you know, the media, we, we get thin-skinned sometimes. We don't like being called out. But, look, he's trying to galvanize his players. He's trying to turn it into an us-versus-them scenario. And, you know, what, what better way to get your kids uh, excited about, you know, Shocking the world and going after the big, bad boogeyman media. So I thought, I thought the whole thing was hysterical. You know, uh, I didn't have a problem with it, but look, it's, it's not our job to believe or not believe. It's not our job to root, root the home team. On. I, when I cover a game, I root for two things. I root for the story and I root for nobody to get seriously injured and that's it. And and, and a lot of people in sports, a lot of athletes and coaches don't understand that. They think Mm -hmm. local media should be, you know, uh, rooting for the home team. And and that's just not the way it is. But our business has changed and there are more homers and more people who are very, um, uh, very transparent about their fandom. And I think it's giving a lot of athletes and coaches the wrong idea about what we're supposed to be doing.
1: Again, Bob's the latest looking ahead to this season for the Colts. Two, three wins is where he is hovering around here. You can find that over on Substack and look for something on Deion Sanders coming up here later in the week. Bob, as always, thank you for our conversations, and uh, we'll see you later this week at Colts.
2: Sounds good. Take care, guys.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slot. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the grandma McFlurry today. Ba 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 at participating McDonald's for a limited time.